0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Bittersweet Podcast. It's your girl Wintana. And I'm Rahel. And we have a very special guest with us today, Rasha, who is the founder of Betashai. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for jumping on. This is part three of the Ahead of the Curve program. So can you tell us a little bit about who you are and Betashai and, and just yeah, a bit of a background of yourself?
1: Sure, so my name is Rasha Taye, and um, I'm a Palestinian artist, nutritionist, and herbalist. Um, I've started off working as a photographer, actually, and then moved on um, to work in nutrition and healthcare, um, and Betisha is kind of a marriage between those two disciplines for me, yeah. so um, yeah, it's a, it's been really nice to work with herbal medicine and... Um, the magic of herbs but also put it together in a product and so that's been a really nice creative process as well I guess um, yeah it's been an interesting journey because I've always come from like a service-based type of um, job uh, whether it's in clinic or in public health or as a photographer so it's been an interesting challenge Um, yeah I started the tea business in December 2017 um so it feels like a long time ago but there's like a bit of a glitch in COVID time yeah, where i'm like do i care ha- no
0: it's kind of like those <laughs> times didn't happen it was this right. slow yeah we were all in like a simulation or something yeah. it was really weird <laughs> but um what's interesting is the word better can you explain that to us what what that means sure so bait in arabic means house mm. and shy
1: uh, is tea mm. like chai um, so we say shy in Arabic. And look, the name of the brand came to me when I was living in Palestine. Um, was it was about seven years ago now. Um, and I guess, yeah, I was, I was hoping to set up the business there, but that didn't quite um, eventuate. So for me, it was about carrying home with me, mm-hmm. you know. And so for me, the word bait and, and home um, or house was kind of my way of carrying my, um, you know, ancestral wisdom and traditional knowledge and herbs um, with me. And, you know, that thing of, like, you carry home in your heart. Yeah, For me of It was course, like yeah. carrying home with my herbs and, and yeah. sort of setting up here,
0: so... It yeah. has the same meaning in um, Tigrinya, which is just... Really? Well, bet is like... Oh, well, we say, yeah, bet is, can be home as well we say gaza for your house Mm. but it's just like um yeah when we say like shy bet it means like the place for your house and shy is shy yeah the the same same same. for us yeah Yeah. shy is shy is tea yeah oh
2: okay um can you just i want to know a little bit more about bet to shy what do you do like what is your um company like how do you run it?
1: Yeah sure so it started off as a bit of an offshoot from my private practice as a clinician um, in nutrition and in herbs so I was running a lot of workshops actually and a lot of people were interested in the herbal infusions I was mixing and I thought oh that's a good idea to kind of start you know a product range and um, that coupled then with me wanting a break from private practice Mm -hmm. and just wanting to deal with more plants and less people Mm. (laughs) (laughs) so it kind of worked out well because i was still you know really um uh i guess enamored with the magic of herbalism but i just needed a break from Mm. private clinic work um you know people are beautiful and complex so it does get tiring after a while and as a practitioner you sort of need to know your boundaries and take a break when you feel like you need it um and I guess yeah I was kind of going through my own healing in a way and um I really found that a bit more of that solitude and working with the medicine was you know on a personal journey was really important for me at the time so that's kind of how it started um and then yeah working out a lot along the way how you know the how Mm. Um, so everything is done by hand so I um, purchase dry herbs Mm. from different suppliers I try and uh, source as much as I can from local farmers Um, but that doesn't always happen things might not be in season or hard to get so I do um, have a supplier interstate who does import things as well Mm. Um, it's all organic Mm. Um, and yeah I guess You know, it it does look and feel like someone touched it with their hand, you know, it is definitely handmade and it's, I'm a small batch maker uh, with wholesale clients, so I stock in a few um, other businesses, Mm. but it's like a make to order. So as a small business, I don't, you know, have a huge space or anything like that, but um yeah sometimes um i've got people working with me on a casual basis Mm. sometimes we do pop-ups and events and catering and tea parties and things like that
0: i was really excited when that was going to be a workshop that Mm. we were going to because i just find um natural medicine just really well medicine or anything organic fascinating Mm. just because i feel like we're always sold the pharmaceutical stuff or it's very like you know just take this medicine or take this pill and so I always prefer to go the organic way but never really give the time into looking and researching into all of that stuff but what would you I guess with tea you spoke a lot about like the healing of it um in the workshop and you kind of mentioned it here briefly Mm -hmm. how what are the main health benefits of um tea and how do you know like how to combine what and how did you yeah what was that process of you learning it and Mm what are the benefits to our body physically
1: sure so I work a lot with herbs and um, I'll do different blends depending on I guess uh, the remedy that I'm hoping to achieve so something for sleep for example or something for digestion but I feel like the overall benefit of tea and um, actually just slowing down and having a cup of tea Mm -hmm. and being really mindful Mm -hmm. but also the kind of social benefit you know it's like someone comes over you offer them a cup of tea it's kind of like a welcome it's a connection it's you know it's also across all cultures Mm. that you know you kind of that's like a greeting i was gonna say it's Mm. very
0: cultural and it's it's kind of we do coffee a lot but it's very much like a social thing as well to just come together and sit down and enjoy a cup of tea yeah Yeah. so
1: i feel like the kind of health benefits are just beyond the individual body Mm. you know but it's more like social and community connection that comes with it as well mm. um yeah there's so much into it you know beyond the you know benefits of the plants mm. for me it speaks more about you know how how much that does for the soul and for for society you yeah. know getting together and sharing a cup of tea that's where conversation happens and that's where yeah yeah
2: I was going to say that and I felt like in the workshop that's kind of like what was happening as well everyone just like sharing and um having the conversations around the different um the different herbs and stuff that you were using but how did you so i just want <laughs> to know no, like how do you know what to put together like what's the company is there a his- history behind that and is that something that you have learnt through your travels and stuff like that like how do you put how do you put it together sure so a lot of the um herbal
1: blends that i sell at betis shay are informed by palestinian herbalism specifically but more broadly traditional arabic medicine um You know, I did study nutrition and herbalism here. The focus was a lot on Western herbs, which I still use. Um, But I guess a lot of what I've learned, I've got to give credit to my mum and to my grandmother. Like, there was always a remedy in the pantry or in the garden, you know. Like, as a kid, I've got a sore stomach. It's like, you know, they're brewing their concoction and they, like, have this. And it, you know, it always just fixed it. So, I was always really fascinated by that, Mm -hmm. you know. It's like, as a kid, it's like, oh, mum, my stomach hurts, I'm nauseous. And she'd be like, cool. Boiling aniseeds over the stove and giving it to me as mm. a tea, and so I I always just had that in my consciousness and in my house mm. that you know it's you know medicine is not too far away. You just need to learn how to put things together. Yeah. Um, so you know while I've sat through degrees, I've got to say most of my, the learning have come from, from the from matriarchs. Home. I'm yeah,
2: you,
0: they, really know. <laughs> the they really know. They really know. You know what was also really cool? You mentioned. We were talking about, like, the Silk Road and you were talking about how um, herbs get, um, I guess, like, they kind of cross Travel. over and they trade. Mm. And that's really interesting. Like, I think we just wanted to hear more about that and, I guess, like, give people that kind of information mm-hmm. as well. Like, how did you – what did you learn when you were learning about that history?
1: Sure. I mean, yeah, look, it's it's such a big topic. Um, I guess I was always really interested, too, in the position of Palestine mm. – um, you know, where I come from, and, you know, more, I guess, the older maps of that region and the land of Canaan, as mm. as we know it. Um, so how much travelled across the Silk Road, not just spices but and silk, but also language and culture, and yeah. um, I've always been fascinated by that. And, uh, you know, land of Canaan, or Palestine as we know it now, um, was kind of uh, in the center of, of a lot of those roots so there was a lot of cultural exchange that did connect the far east with you know a lot and then along the mediterranean to the west so yeah things like that didn't Things that didn't grow on that land mm. definitely traveled through. Mm. Mm. And you see that a lot in recipes, yeah. whether it's food or in recipes of herbal medicine. Mm.
0: Um, What's yeah. an example of that that you see when you say you see it in recipes? So we use
1: cinnamon a lot. Yeah, um, Cinnamon is native to places like Indonesia, for example. Mm. So that's not something that... like, so You don't see cinnamon trees mm. in Palestine. Mm. But because of the Silk tr- Silk Road and that history, yeah. you know, and I'm talking, we use it a lot. Like yeah. you would think that that's... It's there, yeah. <laughs> <From there. laughs> So it's, a, you know, those kind of, um, you know, those knowledges and yeah. those histories yeah.
0: um,
1: are really interesting to me. And, and we often do uh, really drill down to where things come from that we also don't um, maybe think too much about or research how things move. Yeah. Um, maybe how things were traded and how things have influenced different cultures. So, I, you know, I find both are important. Yeah. Um, especially when, you know, when I think of cinnamon and it's it's a spice that we use a lot, but it actually doesn't um, necessarily grow in the region. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, things like that I find are quite
2: fascinating. I was going to ask just for some specific... Bruise <laughs> because well is that v- yeah brew ha- yeah. brew yeah um because that's one of the things that we were doing um in the workshop what would you say is a good combination to soothe stress and anxiety well yeah stress just yeah, to relax yeah. and, and unwind yeah. sure necessary <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this time yeah and really, <laughs> everyone is really like yeah
1: um look chamomile is the first one that comes to mind yeah. um that's also I have to say like I really like using herbs or you know kind of promoting ones that are really accessible Mm. because sort of no point telling people some obscure things Mm. that they can't access but chamomile is a readily available one so it does have a lot of beautiful calming effects Mm -hmm. it's a nice one to have throughout the day or the night like it won't put you to sleep like lavender so much yeah so lavender is <laughs> the one
2: that's good good for
0: sleep, good for sleep. right yeah. yeah but my friend actually told me sorry off topic again <laughs> that she was I think rubbing lavender on her and she got um really like rubbing on her temples or something yeah. and she got really like just drowsy from it yeah. it was something that it can is that it an effect is. yeah like I think it just really mellows you out yeah so yeah.
1: lavender is a sedative Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it's quite a strong sedative too so
1: it's you know often quite nice to blend with chamomile um, f- as a sleep blend yeah. Um, but yeah chamomile is really lovely it, it is you know it's really good for stress it's calming more than it is a sedative mm-hmm. so I do um, that's definitely one that I find I go to a lot yeah um, it's got great benefits too like you know if you've ever got a sore throat you have chamomile honey lemon that yeah. you know, that old recipe <laughs> <laughs> um what else is good for stress um oat and passion flower which we don't use so much you know um in palestine mm. but they are readily available here like i usually find them um in you know different teas i don't really use them much in betashay um but i have you know bought some from from other um tea makers mm. and i think those yeah passion flower tea particularly um i do like to mix it with chamomile. i kind of just find the taste a bit meh like yeah. not much yeah. <laughs> and i think um Ooh, sorry. things need to um yeah i was i think i mentioned this in the workshop as well like mm. let's make things taste good yeah. you know i feel like enjoying things and pleasure is part of healing as well so mm. like make it taste good mm add add a, add a bit of cinnamon or chamomile to sweeten it or a bit of honey or yeah you know I know what you mean a lot yeah. of the
0: times we think that something healthy needs to just be taste gross just gross so or you put yourself through it because you're like this is I need to do it my mom used to chop up garlic she used to make me Well, she still does if I'm <laughs> sick and I'm at home she'll be chopping up garlic and onion and um not onion garlic and honey and she makes me take a, like a teaspoon of garlic and just so it. good for you it's so good for you but <laughs> it's like torture is that, is that for a, like a sore throat a fl- or something? Yeah, yeah if or you a have flu? a flu or if you're getting sick or something it's it's like the go-to remedy mm. just finely chopped garlic a teaspoon of it oh it's intense <laughs> it's,
1: yeah it's <laughs> intense but it's good at least it's mixed in with honey right at least it's mixed in with honey
0: <laughs> <laughs> um i wanted to know what your favorite brew is
1: Ooh, i don't know if i can <laughs> answer that question because it's very much like how I'm feeling and what do I need? Mm. Um, but let's say, are
2: yeah. there some examples? Like, just say you're in a like an energetic mood and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like a
1: So I'm um, okay. I'm going to give my business a bit of a plug if that's alright. <laughs> <Of course>. Absolutely. <laughs> so what, one of my everyday teas actually is the immunity blend, um, which has peppermint, ginger, thyme, turmeric, and lemon verbena. And I just find it's, yeah, it's that kind of, you know, boosts your energy or just kind of maintains it like a nice level of alertness mm. um, during the day. And then I've got to say, sleepy tea at night is one I also have a lot. A go-to. What's yeah, the sleepy tea So that's blend. got lavender, chamomile and rose.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember you did say yeah. this. Yeah. And also for <laughs> the ladies and maybe for the gentlemen, <laughs> You have to tell us about your, um, the aphrodisiac, your love potion. (laughs) Habibi, what
1: was it called? Habibi tea. Habibi tea, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Um, so yeah, actually, uh, that one has a, you know, a cheeky story to it. A friend of mine who's a florist, um, her name is Petra. She asked me a few years ago to do a, you know, a little limited edition sort of blend to sell on valentine's day and then i did it and it actually stuck around a lot of people enjoyed it so that one has um chamomile rose lemon verbena and demiana Mm. Uh, and demiana is known for promoting um you know a healthy libido Mm. the reason it does that is because it's an antidepressant herb so often you know people do promote it like in the marketing campaigns you know how everyone wants to you know yeah yeah like they focus on one thing and bang on about it which is fine but really it's an antidepressant and that's how it works um so with that combination um yeah it sort of you know puts you in a good mood um uh,
0: when you say it um heightens your libido is it because of the like it brings well it's an antidepressant you
1: said yeah it's an antidepressant but it also um you know it's an aphrodisiac in that it Promotes a healthy libido, but you know when we when we are depressed, we have no libido, right? Yeah. So that's also it's, it's a herb you can use for depression, mm. and you know with what you're blending it. I think I mentioned that in the um, workshop. It's like how you're blending in a herb that might have different benefits. Mm. You might want to blend it with things that pronounce a certain benefit, yeah, or that br- or highlight a certain benefit. Um, So yeah, it's a beautiful herb It's actually, um, you know, one that I've come to learn about in Australia We don't really use it in Palestine Um, I believe it's native to the South American continent Um, But yeah, it's it's a really beautiful herb Mm. It's kind of like a chill vibe it um, is.
2: we we took yeah. some. we had to take i took it in my, in <laughs> my <laughs> did person. you enjoy it yeah, yeah I, did. Did. <laughs> I really did great um and this will be just the final question and we, we uh, we've asked it to um all the workshop facilitators but um what's your number one piece of advice for artists looking to maintain um like sustainability and Mental well-being in their art practice because you're an artist as well uh, as as a herbalist. So, what would you say is the number one thing that you would advise?
1: I think slow down. Mm. I think slowing down, and um, you know, for me, a cup of tea speaks so much more than just the benefits in the brew itself. For me, it's like a state of mind, and it's about slowing down, and it's about being more conscious in what you're doing and being present. Mm. Um, And I think that's, you know, a great kind of place to come back to and centre, you know, to just check in with yourself or just to kind of clear a writer's block or find some inspiration or just do nothing at all and just take a break. I think we often get into this process of, like, we need to do, we need to produce, we've got a deadline. And it's often not enjoyable to, you know, we, we kind of work ourselves out of a flow state because we're just kind of um, driven by the end product or, you know, what we need to deliver. Mm -hmm. And so for me, yeah, the biggest advice, which I always have to remind myself because I, you know, we all get kind of stuck in the rat race, um, but to just slow down, to just slow down and and actually take that, you know, create a ritual around making a cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And so that will make you um, slow, like... One thing to slow down and tune into the senses, I feel like a cup of tea really does that from, you know, the hot, the heat in around the mug that you're holding and how that feels and how that, you know, mm. maybe the texture of the cup that you're holding and yeah. how that feels, the smell, the taste, mm. you know, the warm steam that's just about to hit, yeah, you know, your yeah. face it before you drink. Those little things can turn into a meditation. And, that's, yeah. you know, it's... Um, it's so simple it's just a cup of tea right yeah. but they they can be so much more in it yeah. if we choose to kind of experience it in that way and mm. create a
0: ritual around it that's so true like I think of even just when you think of growing up whatever it is it might be like a ritual with the family or it might be something that I don't know you remember Saturday mornings after you know just like something and it reminds you of how peaceful it was then and you kind of just go into that state of mind so it's I feel like that would really work, like having some sort of ritual or ha- like routine that you do and then just, just yeah, and then it kind of triggers that memory and then eventually it becomes something that you do. Yeah, I think that's a really good message. Mm-hmm. And I think you should plug in Beta shy let people know where they can find you and yeah.
1: Sure. So um, we're currently an online business. Um, so you can... Head online to the online store at com, and um, do have different markets. Sometimes we've got pop-ups. Uh, we collaborate with amazing artists and do poetry nights and music jams and all sorts of interesting things. Um, you know, had the big plan to have a shop, but COVID kind of killed it. So, yeah, we're just trying to be creative about... Um, the event side of it um but yeah the online store there's about 20 stockists as well you can jump online and have a look for a stockist near you um yeah and hope to see you around thank you thank you
0: you, russia thanks for joining us and we hope you all got something out of this episode we'll see you again next week thanks bye.
2: bye